Good afternoon, one and all, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys had a wonderful holidays. Um, I know I've been gone for a little while. Just took a little break, spent some time in the holidays with the family, the loved ones. But, you know, be back for the new year. And to get things started, I'm going to just make this episode all about Real Madrid. Just for this one episode, you know, because I have some catching up to do. Um, we have a big game tomorrow against Barcelona in the Spanish Super Cup. To be honest, a trophy I don't care anything about right now because we're dead smart in the middle of the season. It's January, football coming thick and thin. You have Copa del Rey, you have the league, Champions League coming about next month. So this competition is something that I don't really care anything about. I get it. It's for money and money runs football. But I rather the old format where they just used to have this game in August before the season start where everybody was, you know, fresh. But like now it's like the middle of the season plus the traveling all across the world with this COVID, playing in these meaningless games. And knowing Carlo, he's gonna play the big boys tomorrow because he already called up all of them. So I know he's gonna play the Madrid, the Casemiro, the Crosses, the Benzema's, the Vinny's, all they can play. Carvajal just got called back up. I don't know if he's going to start tomorrow because obviously he didn't play for a while. He might get some minutes off the bench because he's always, always injured. I'm so I'm over him. Just that I'm over Hazard. Just that I'm over Bill. But I'll get to that a little later. Uh, we have to play Barca tomorrow. The other semi-final is Atletico Madrid and Bilbao on Thursday. And the winner plays the final on Sunday. So if we do go to the final, we play Sunday. And then we got to play, we're supposed to play a Copa del Rey game against Elche on Wednesday. And then the league against Elche again on Sunday the 23rd. So, we have to see how that goes. I don't know if the Copa del Rey game might go on Wednesday. They might postpone it, I don't know. You have to wait and see. But, as far as tomorrow's game go, it's not a classical. Uh... I expect Ram just to win this game tomorrow if they take the competition seriously because obviously on paper we have a better squad than Barca. But you never know in the world of football. But with my 11 versus the 11, I assume Ram Madrid should all play them on all, all aspects of the football field. Front, middle, back, goalkeeper. I think they're strong in every area. They don't have Messi anymore as we say. The last three classicals we won. I think it's the last three classicals in a row we won. We won just a few months ago. We beat them to one at them. And we was in, we didn't even have to leave second gear. We were just in, in, in first gear the entire game. But hopefully tomorrow, I know he's going to play his best 11. So hopefully tomorrow there's no injuries. You know, hopefully everybody's come out of this game, come out of this, this tournament for these two games. You know, not injured because injury is the last thing we need right now. COVID is the last thing we need right now. I don't need COVID to be running rampant through my my team, even though it's been doing that all season, but we've been getting by, because in La Liga, a lot of people think La Liga is over, but it's not over yet, because Sevilla is what, well, I think they're five points behind us, and they have a game in hand, so once they win their game in hand, they'll be two points behind us, so La Liga for me isn't over yet, but we got, I guess we got to focus on tomorrow's game, because even though the competition, I don't care anything about, you don't ever want to lose to Barca. Plus, you don't want to give Barcelona any kind of momentum. Because if Barcelona win tomorrow, they might get, you know, the idea that 
You know, they bop. They beat probably the best team in Spain. So in their mindset, it's like, they might think to themselves, like, you know, if you can beat the best team in Spain, who knows what we could do when we take this football thing seriously. So I assume Ramon just, just should win tomorrow. You know, playing their best 11. Vinny has been outstanding. Benzema has been outstanding. I saw a stat saying that Vinny and Benzema together has more goals than Barca. I think Vinny and Benzema together have 36 goals to Barca's 35 in all competitions, which is crazy, to be honest. But both of them together are linking up very, very well. I can see Benzema is enjoying playing football with Vinicius this year. You have to see the whole Mbappe situation where he comes, how that's going to work out. I'm assuming Mbappe play on the right, Vinny on the left, Benzema at top. But then I'm also seeing talk about Erling Haaland coming to Real Madrid. So, you can't play all four at one time. It's not going to work. It's not a video game. You can't you can't even entertain that thought. So, it might be, have to be a rotation between Haaland and Benz. I mean, Benzema is 34. He's getting a little old. Still, top of his game. But, if you get Haaland, obviously he has to get some playing time also. So, I think Benzema and him might get rotated. And if Vinny would just keep his spot. Mbappe obviously have to get a start. Also, I'm seeing talk about Antoine Rudiger wanting to move to only Real Madrid. I see other teams trying to get him, but he's his mind is I guess his mind is made up. He wants to come to Madrid. I have no problem with Rudiger. I think he's a very good centre back. But I think what's happening the problem is is his wages. He wants ridiculous amount of money when the week comes. And if Madrid do get Mbappe and Haaland he might have to drop his wages to get the transfer he desires. If not, he might have to stay where he is and go somewhere else. Do we need Antoine Rudiger? Huh? I don't think we really need Antoine Rudiger. He's a bigger addition because you'll have three guys in the box saying Rudiger, Militao, and Alaba. But if you get Rudiger, then it's like somebody has to see the bench because out of all three of those guys, none of them play right back. Alaba could play left back, but I'd rather him at centre back. I already have Mendy. I don't need Alaba left back. So then it will have to be a rotation between the three. I don't know if they can be happy with that. And you don't want to keep rotating your center backs week in and week out. You need two center backs, you know, to play together on a constant basis. You know, to get on a standard and build a partnership. So the Rudiger money we're getting, or the Rudiger money we're looking to spend on Rudiger, sorry. I mean, I think we can invest that money somewhere else. For me, preferably at right back. Because Carvajal is always hurt. I don't let Lucas Vasquez at right back. I mean, I guess he does it. He does his best so you know I can't really knock him but he's not out not right back so I think we need to get a right back somebody anybody I'm tired of this is an embarrassing situation at Real Madrid and we don't have a backup right back for Carvajal yes Nacho can play there but it seems like I don't know Carter probably doesn't trust playing Nacho there for whatever reason maybe Nacho doesn't like playing there I mean I don't know but for me the Mbappe and the Haaland if Ramajay were to get both of those two young footballers, I consider them two the best youngsters in the world of football coming up. And if he was to do that and add it to Vinny, Ramajay will have an attacking firepower probably for the next five to ten years. That will be unstoppable. Because once you get once you, once you get Vinny left, Mbappe right, Haaland at top, those three, I don't I don't see a lot of teams being able to deal with that front three. And that's for like the next five to ten years, as I said. So we don't even have to invest in any more attackers or goal scorers because we will have three goal scorers up front. I think we should just start investing, I say, right back. 
you know, get some more midfielders because obviously we can get rid of Isco. Bill going to leave. I still think we need a, a natural defensive midfielder for Casemiro. Yes, Sabalas is back, but he's not a, a defensive midfielder. He's more of an attacking midfielder. He's not really that defensive minded midfielder. He just plays there just due to the fact that he wants to play, so he just plays there to get minutes, but he's not a defensive midfielder. We need to go out there and invest in the defensive midfield. Anything that bothers me is that as a fan, I see these things. I don't know how many presidents can see these things. But I get I understand where his where his head is now. He's more focused on getting Mbappe and Haaland sorted out in the front line. And then after that, once you go get these two signatures, you know, on dotted line, then his mindset is okay, well, I have Mbappe, I have Haaland, no let me look at the bat line. But get the Mbappe, get the Haaland, get a right back. A decent right back. It doesn't even have to be a world-class right back. Just somebody who actually plays the position and understands how to play the position. Because Carver, you all know, once Carvajal is fit and healthy, he's going to start, which is cool. But when he's not there, the backup right back that you bought needs to get some playing time. This is why I don't understand the situation with Hakimi. You had a, a top right back. And he bought into Madrid. He was at Madrid. He came up from Dortmund to Madrid. He had a conversation with the coach, letting the coach know. I mean, anyway, I understand where he left because Zidane didn't give him the reassurance of like, look, you're going to start. And Hakim has to understand. As good of a season you had at Dortmund, you just can't come to Madrid and demand that you're going to play before Carvajal, who won multiple championships with this team and did a lot for this team. You're supposed to sit and fight for your spot. And if you're still at Madrid, look, Carvajal every week working on her. Hakim will be getting play every single week. But he didn't want to take that chance. He didn't want to fight for his for his spot. So he left. I mean, he's in a better situation. I don't know if he's at PSG. Maybe he is. Maybe he's happy over there. I'm assuming he's happy over there, you know. He's in a very good football team. But anybody coming to Madrid to play right back has to understand. You have to start. You have to fight for your spot. Unless you are a well-known world-class right back that is probably better than Carvajal, then yes, you may get a start. But if you are not better than Carvajal, and you're not that well in the world of football, but you are a right back. You're going to come off the bench. But look at it this way. You can look and see how Carvajal's career is going. He can't play five games without getting hurt. So it's like you know you're going to get minutes at Madrid as a right back. I don't think Lucas Vasquez likes playing right back. But he's not, he's not going to tell the coach, Carlo, I don't want to play here. He wants to play. So he understands, you know what, the right side is Asensio and Rodrigo. So if I have to play right back to get minutes, so be it. And to make things worse, when Mbappe comes... Vasquez is going to fall even further than the pecking order because it's going to be Mbappe and then Asensio and then Rodrigo and then Vasquez. But the good thing for Asensio is he can play in the middle. I've seen him play through the middle on more than one occasion. He looks very good through the middle. He has a very good shot. He's a very good passer. I'd rather him through the middle than on the, than on the right hand side, to be honest. Because when he cuts ball on his left foot on the right hand side, he doesn't do it. Like, he doesn't do what Messi and Robin and this kind of guys do. He doesn't really cut back and shoot. He cuts back and just, you know. Pass. If he shot his there, he might take it every now and then, but it's not on a constant basis. He's gonna do that. That's why I don't like to see him on the right hand side because they think on the right hand side he's not much involved. Coming through the middle, for me, he's more involved. But obviously, with Cross and, and Mondrit, and where Mondrit's playing this year, he's playing like he's ten years younger. He's not playing like, like what he like. He's not at the, at the age he's he's at right now. He's not playing the way he's supposed to be playing. He's supposed to be, you know, dwelling down. Come on to last last run of his career. This man, like he's in peak peak condition. He's probably Ramajay's best midfield this season. 
the way he's playing. His last two games he's been outstanding. Yes, he missed some chance, hit the post in the last two games, but Modric this season has been outstanding for Real Madrid. He didn't put a foot wrong. So is it the oldest man get? Is it the better he's playing? So it's like, will he be at Madrid next season? I probably, I honestly think he might be at Madrid next season. They might give him another contract extension for another year. And now Modric, he's going to stay. So it's like, that's just another, not another problem, but like, for Asensio once again, Mbappe, he can see his minutes drop. Or let's go off a bit, somebody get hurt, you know, or or he comes through the middle if Carlos has to rotate Madrid and cross more, which I don't see Carlos really doing. Because Carlo mindset is that he said in an interview a few weeks ago that like, Casemiro, Modric and Kroos to him is the best midfield true in the world. So as a player coming to Madrid hearing that, you're coming to Madrid knowing this coach money is made up. And it can't really knock him because the midfield true has been true all. You know, they, they've won it all. On, a numer- on numerous occasions, they've proven that, you know, they are on their day. When they play the football on their day, they're literally the best three football players in the world as a midfield trio. So you can't, really, you can't really get mad at a coach for playing those three players. Sometimes they get mad because I'm like, you know what, coach, sometimes they can rotate a one game here or a one game there. But for the most part, right now he's not going to really rotate because he knows he wants he wants to win La Liga. Champions League coming up, so we know they can start again the game against PSG. And speaking of PSG, I don't want this whole situation in the Champions League draw. I don't like how that turned out, to be honest, like, you're telling me I have to play Benfica, but then there was an issue because Villarreal ended up drawing Manu, and they have to do over the whole entire draw. And I knew from the get when I saw that I was like, we can either get Chelsea or PSG. I just knew it. We went for me easiest possible opponent to get at one, the hardest possible opponents. But you know what I always say? To win the Champions League, eventually have to beat the big boys. Years you want it, we have to beat teams at African Madrid, Bayern Munich, Juventus, City. We had to beat Dortmund. We had to beat all these big teams to win Champions League. So, PSG is our first opponent in the round of 16. Do you think we can beat PSG? On our day, if we play our football, hell yeah, I think we can beat PSG. They don't have anybody in that back line that could deal with Vinicius Jr. I mean, Hakimi is fast, yes. Marconis is a solid defender. But when it comes to running at these defenders, if PSG make the one mistake and play Ramos, it's trouble. Because Ramos cannot keep up with Vinicius. And we all know how Ramos get. Lunger, aggressive, that's what we want. We want Ramos to come out and attack Vinny. Get aggressive with Vinny. Try to pull a point to Vinny. That's what we want. That's what Vinny like. Vinny lunge out and get excited. That's when Vinny say, you know what, okay. I understand you playing now. Because all Vinny got to do is run at them. And they can get nervous. But we have to be careful too. Because their front three, I mean, don't get me wrong. Messi, Mbappe and Neymar together as a trio hasn't played that well this season. But... It's Messi back in the burning ball. So, you know, he, he got a point to prove. Mbappe want to show the Madrid fans what he could do. And then Neymar is Neymar. So, we also have to be careful in this first leg and second leg. But, as I said, once the midfield trio of Casemiro, Kroos and Modric play a very, very good game, as, as we know what they can do. Because look at it this way. When's the last time Casemiro, Kroos and Modric played an excellent football game and we lost? It never happens. Every time those three play a good game, Ramajal always win. They always win when those three have a solid game. So all we need for those three is a solid game. Vinny going to be Vinny. Benz going to be Benz. I don't know who he can put on the right hand side. My issue is I really hope that Carvajal is fit for this game. Like from the coach right now, 
I'm not even rushing Carvajal back for these foolish games tomorrow in the Super Cup. I'll play him in some league games, like a few league games, give him a little bit of rest. Don't, don't rush him back for 90 minutes, just give him some rest. I need him to be fully fit for the PSG game. Because the last thing I need is Mbappe running at Lucas Vasquez. That's not what we want. I need somebody who's experienced to at least stay in front of Mbappe to understand how to play Mbappe one-on-one. Vasquez wouldn't understand to play Mbappe one-on-one. Vasquez is pace, yes. But when it comes to understanding how to defend, it's not that great of a defender. So we need all the experience we can get in that battling against PSG. Because that's not going to be an easy game. But I think this game is going to be won in the midfield. All midfield trio of Kroos, Modric, Casemiro. Their midfield trio of Verratti and whoever else they can put in the midfield. I don't know if they can play. They may play. I don't think they can play four attackers with them. Three attackers with them, Maria. I don't think they can play three in the midfield. They can play Marquinhos in the midfield with Verratti and... and Probably Vici Gay and probably have Ramos in the back line with Kipembe. I don't know how they can do it. Not really my concern. I don't really care. You know, I just dealing with Ramajan. Hopefully, we put our best foot forward. Get this, this, these two wins or a draw and a win, however we do it. And move on to the last eight. Because a lot of teams believe Ramajan can't win Champions League this year. Champions League for me is not the, not the main trophy for Ramajan this season. I think that we should still focus on winning the league. But I mean, if you're in the Champions League, you could well go for it. But for me, I think we need to focus on the league. But that's in February. As people always say, anything can happen in February. With this COVID running rampant, God forbid, somebody catch COVID or, you know, somebody fit the test or somebody go to quarantine. And then it's problems. Because if one person missing as an important player because of, because of COVID, then everything can go to crap. You need your foot 11 against PSG. So Carlo got to coach and manage these guys smartly now. Ceballos is back. He played a good game over the weekend against Valencia. The little minutes he get, I like how he played. But as I said, he's not a CDM. So you can't play him as a CDM. If you want to bring him on for like the last 15 minutes for Casemiro, when we have a lead, you know, to hold on the midfield area, you know, make the outlet passes and whatnot, sure. But you can't play him from the beginning for 90 minutes at CDM. It's not going to work out. He's more attacking minded. But he's a solid player. You know, he's. I think he might leave Madrid in any season because, once again, he's done in the packing order. We have a lot of midfielders. Isco might leave too because he's not even getting any minutes. I honestly like Antonio Blanco, the youngster who played last year. When Casemiro's out, until I give him a chance, he was a very, very solid backup for Casemiro to me. For some reason, he doesn't get called up anymore. He doesn't get any minutes anymore. I mean, we have Camavinga there. My only issue with Camavinga is he's kind of well aggressive like. Anything he gets on the ball, he scares me. Whether even if he get the ball from outlet pass from from the top of our box, he just holds the ball and it's just making me nervous. Like sometimes he holds the ball too long, that like he can lose it. And then when he doesn't have the ball and somebody's near him with the ball, I guess it's inexperienced. Like he's aggressive, like he wanna pull a point to the court so you know I could win it back. And sometimes he's a dice in the tackles and gets like stupid yellow cards for no reason. So we're gonna come and figure somebody I can't really trust to play the CDN role. In a big game. Small game, sure. Give him a little chance. Just like Sabalos. Give him a little minute to the end of the game. As Carlo does. But it's like for me, it's like... I don't want to run Casemiro to the ground either. That's the problem I have too. Play Casemiro game in and game out. Game in and game out. Like... I need these guys to be fully fit for the PSG game. So he might have to take a risk. I think he, I honestly think he should bring... Antonio Blanco back. Call him up again. Give the kid a little, a little bit of play. 
Like, like for me, games at like the Copa Derek game last week we played, you should give some youngsters a little play. Like, call the big boys, yes. If things go bad, bring them on. But like Antonio Blanco for me, you should have given some minutes to in the Copa Derek game. But I guess you give minutes to Ceballos, you know. But as an alternate stadium, he's the only alternate stadium we really have behind Casemiro. Cross doesn't do it that well. Kamavinga doesn't do it that well. Sabalas doesn't know it that well. Valverde doesn't know it that well. And what happened to Valverde, I don't know. This season, Valverde, <clears throat> Valverde has been off this season. For me, he hasn't been playing that well. He's been hurt, had COVID. Then when he comes back, he's just non-existent on the field. Like, I remember Valverde, you see, all over the field. Every tackle, every player, Valverde is around. No, Valverde is just been on the field. Like, and sometimes I watch in the game, I'm like, is he even playing? So he needs to get back to him, his old self. You know, I don't know if it's the virus is taking a, a toll on him. Being in all the squad, <clears throat> maybe he's not, you know, fully fit. Or his head is not really 100% there, but I don't know. Even if it's on for Uruguay against the qualifiers to the World Cup, and he was playing the same way. He's just on the field. It's just a hazard. Just on the field. That's it. Collect, make a pass, and just jog around hazard does. What the hell ever happened to Bill? God knows. Court said he's not injured. His head, his head, his head is not really there. What, what does that mean? You're not injured, but your head isn't really there. What, what is that? Bro, if you're not injured, you're supposed to play. It's not your head is not really there. If your head's not really there, then just tear your contract and leave. But no, you want your money. But I don't know. Is it for me? I don't accept Bill to play another minute for Madrid. And I think he's happy with that. I, I don't know what ever happened to him. Real Madrid, I get it, you had issues with Zidane. I understand that. Zidane loaned you to Tottenham, whatever. Zidane's not here anymore. Carlos here. Carlos gave a chance at the beginning of the season. You weren't playing horrible. You got injured. Okay, fine. I know you're back. I know it's like... I saw Madrid last week. I'm like, okay, Bale is back. You know, that's... I don't want to say great news, but, you know, extra body, it can't hurt. But now it's like... Not getting called up, not playing. I don't even think he made the squad for the Super Cup in Saudi Arabia. And I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Every week it's something different. If it's not COVID, it's an injury. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I just, honestly speaking, I don't want to say he's a, he's a bad signer because in, in his major career, he actually did well in his major career. He has excellent stats. But the last few years is just... I'm over it with him. I'm, I'm just done with him, to be honest. I, he's another one. I just, I'm just so happy this summer's coming. I've been waiting so long for this summer to get rid of all this dead weight. Marcelo was a very, very good lawyer servant to Madrid. I can't, you know, knock Marcelo, but he has to go. Get him off the pay books. Isco off the pay books. Mariano, God, God knows. I don't know. I don't know how this guy's a footballer, man. I, I don't know. You know, I might be wrong, but somebody could probably correct me. I do not consider Mariano a good footballer. Mariano is just a person who gets on the football field, runs around. As one of my friends always say, he runs around and makes you think he's being involved and makes you think he's doing something. But technically, he's not. He's just running around, doing nothing. And then when he does get the ball, he's greedy. Forcing shots, forcing dribbles, trying to prove to the coach I should be starting. Bro, there's nothing you can do to convince Carla Ancelotti that you're going to start before Kareem Benzema. Kareem Benzema is one of the top three best strikers in the world right now. Forget that. One of the top three best players in the world right now is Kareem Benzema. There's nothing you can do to persuade 
Carla Ancelotti to play you before he plays Karim Benzema. It's not going to happen. Then you have Vinicius Jr. who's one of the best youngsters in the world of football. You're not getting in there before him either. So when you get on the football field, you get your 10-15 minutes or however long you get to play. Let's keep it simple. Help your team as best as you can. Not trying to help yourself. He needs to go to. He needs to see the door and don't come back. Get him off my books. Isco, off the books. And I, I don't have an issue with Isco. But he's far laid on the pecking order. So instead of just sitting there collecting Real Madrid money, you can go. Marcelo can go. Gareth Bale, you can retire. To be honest. Because they don't take any football team in the work money to pick up on Gareth. They work now the way, he, the way his, his mindset is. Somebody was saying that he was going to play football if Wales make the World Cup. He's going to play football in the Welsh League. You know, to keep fit. You know, keep football active until the World Cup comes to play for Wales. And then after the World Cup, he might retire. You think a football team wants to hear that? Are like you just playing football for the team just to keep active for Wales? Let's say thinking on the summer Gareth Bale. If tomorrow there's a game for Wales, he gets calls up and he plays for Wales. I don't get it. But when it's a game for Real Madrid, it's an issue. Stomach, virus, back, injured, COVID. My head isn't there. I don't understand. If I was the quote of say, boy, is it your plan? I'm just, I'm just tearing your contract up. You can take the money and go. But then you might say, you know what? He might come in handy this season. You might need but sometimes sometime this season. But is it, if you need this man, but this man don't want, don't want to be wanted, you might say, but you know, I need you for this game against whoever. His mindset is, ah, I understand that, you know, but my head isn't really there. Okay, what can you do as a coach? I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's up with, with Bill. But these are the direct players we need to get rid of. To be honest, I'm expecting in 2022, when, when next season starts, that Real Madrid will be in prime, prime position to fight for three trophies. Copa del Rey, La Liga, and Champions League. If you do get the, the Mbappe and the Haaland, and get a good work back, and maybe a good defensive midfielder, and get rid of some of this debut we have on the squad, I think we'll be in good position next season. But we got to wait and see. It's a, it's a good thing that, you know, that we didn't force any more money to PSG to buy Mbappe last season. Because then, the thing about is if he bought Mbappe last season, we wouldn't be able to go for Haaland this season. But the fact that we get Mbappe on the free, the money for Mbappe you can go and get for Haaland. So it all work out. That's what I always say. Patience is the key. Don't have to rush. You told PSG, you know what? You want to have Mbappe? Keep him. You're not going to pay anyone money. You don't want to take 20 million because you know what? You have, you're rich and you don't need that. no money to you. Okay, cool. But now look at the situation now. Guess what? He can leave on the free. We can get him on the free. And we can go to anybody saying early Haaland that everybody wants. Once you get Haaland. Once see predictions are correct. Because you never know in the world of football. And if that, can, if that happens... Haaland, Mbappe, Vinicius. You can't answer better trade than that. Everybody playing in natural position. One guy out wide left, one guy out wide right, Haaland top. You can't answer anything better than that. That is an excellent trio. And you still have enough money to go out there and invest in the work back if needed. So I let the way Perez their business. You know, they try, to, they try to, to keep forcing the time for more and more money. And Perez is like, you know what? We just fit. And look, we're in January. And I guarantee you, as soon as the football season comes to end, as soon as it comes to end, in June or whenever, Mbappé's in the center contract. It's, it's in the center contract of Real Madrid. He's not going to sit at PSG. Because he always told PSG he wants to go, but he's not going to leave on bad terms. If you guys want to sell him, sell him. If you guys want him to stay on the contract, it runs out, 
He will say the contract runs out. He will honor his contract. And he's going to leave to go to Madrid. And I guess he's, I guess he's honoring his contract. So PSG can't really get him out of that situation. So we just see how things fall in the summertime. Hopefully everything falls into place. As far as tomorrow's game goes, as I said, I don't really care for it. Yes, I'll watch it because I'm a Madrid fan. Hopefully we win the Classico. But this trophy to me, it does nothing to me. It's just like a fun trophy. But obviously anything you play in Barca is a Classico. Rivals, they don't like one another. So I guess both teams can go all out. So, you know, we'll see how tomorrow's game goes. Hopefully it works out for us. We win tomorrow and... If you're in the final, just play for the trophy to win, you know. With that said, thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. I'll be back probably next week after, I want to say, the Copa del Rey game. Or maybe after the Spanish Super Cup game. And I'll be getting into a little more discussion about the Super Cup final. And some other games that might happen over the weekend. There's a big one here on Saturday morning between City and Chelsea. So I'll probably be discussing that along with the Manchester United and Aston Villa game on Saturday. Hope you guys have a good day. I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.